Christian Carguy Theater with today's episode, River Rock Retaliation, Part 8. Listen real carefully, folks, because we have a boatload of catching up to do in order to understand this episode. First of all, the demon horde had been prayed out of town by the magical, mystical car parts of Jimmy's Jeep. And then the demons were driven out by God's warrior angels. Well, these despicable demons, Nagadana, Zemia, Shaddam, and Nakashi, have not given up and have limped their way back to River Rock to do what damage they could after being harshly raked over the coals and sternly lambasted and ordered back to finish their assignment by the nefarious and slimy Supreme Commander back at their base in hell. The demons had already caused Johnny and Joey's boat to overturn, but to the horrific horror of the demons, and to their sinister surprise, one of God's special angels, who looked a lot like Jesus in jeans and a shirt, to Johnny and Joey, this angel rescued the boys and they were in awe as they ran to tell their dad, Pastor Jack, at church. But the truly awesome news that they wanted to share was that Johnny, the prodigal son, was a changed young man. The very evil that the demons had intended only worked for good, as it served to bring Johnny to his senses. Meanwhile, Pastor Jack and Mayor Elvira Merriweather have asked for a meeting of the leadership of the church and to announce that they both feel they need to resign. Pastor Jack is burdened by the secret that his son Johnny is a heroin addict, and Mayor Elvira has not shared the tragic and accidental death of her husband before she came to River Rock. And now, Agent Kent, who is holding a grudge against Mayor Elvira, is threatening to exhume her husband's body to somehow implicate Elvira despite the fact that Elvira has been totally exonerated from killing her husband. It was a tragic accident. Meanwhile, Johnny and Joey burst into the meeting room to share this boatload of news about their rescue and the fact that Johnny has given his life to the Lord. Unfortunately, just then, Deputy Eustace and Agent Kent came at the same time to arrest Johnny and to tell Elvira's secret. And before the stunned gathering at church, they cart Johnny off to jail. The demons chortle as they hover over the church. Oh, yes. It's about time. The tables have been turned in our favor. <laughs> Such superior chaos and misunderstanding. Our most cantankerous commander will be pleased. <laughs> it's a good start. Azemia. Follow them to the jail and instill doubt in that precious Johnny. Your wish is my command, most loathsome Nagy Nakadana. I can hardly contain my excessive excitement to be called upon to spread doom, gloom, mayhem, fear, lies, depression. <laughs> oh, I'm drooling with delight. These are the emotions most appreciated by our most vile commandment. <laughs> Hello, and don't forget doubt, Zemia. Narcissistic Nagadana told you to instill doubt. If you can remember, if you have half a brain, so perhaps, perhaps I should tag along to remind you. Or, or maybe you're just a little upset that someone ripped off your name and made a malt beverage out of it. Zima, right, I know it's not exactly the same, but everyone likes that beverage, but they don't like you. Oh, less than noble Negadana. Perhaps I should go with the two of them to steal, kill, and destroy every which way I can. 
there must be other prisoners we can depress and feed them with hopelessness. Oh, what a mangy, motley crew I have. Oh, just go with them, Nakashi. Do your worst. Watch out for the enemy and get back here when you're through. Meanwhile, Jimmy's Jeep with the magical, mystical car parts have been privy to this dramatic, demonic dialogue, and Gracie Gas Tank pipes up. All right, gang. We all know the drill by now. I can't even imagine what's going on inside the church with that poor Johnny being carted away like this, and those demented demons are up to no good and out to destroy anybody and everybody. My gas tank is heating up. Yeah, hey! And Mosey Motoil, that would be me, yours truly, is boiling mad. I can tell you that, I'm boiling mad. It just goes to shows to goes to show you that we cannot let up on our praying never, ever, at no time. Because you know what it says? Pray without ceasing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Am I right, Tammy Tensioner? Oh, yeah, I hear you. But most important, God hears us. And we gotta always, always, always remember that greater is it our God in us than he that is in the world. And our God wins in the end. Right, Fernando Fuel Injector? Si, si, so true. My little Conchita Anita and I were reading 1 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5 just a while ago having our power stroke time. And it is so clear about the weapons of our vroom, vroom warfare. And not earthly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And then what does it say, Conchita Anita Intake? Oh yes, my husband. It says to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And never fear, Wally Windshield Wiper is here. And I just happened to have a fresh supply of zeal and holy water. Let's spray! Oh dear God! Lord, we know what we're facing. We pray for all your guidance and support. And we ask you to drive out those demons once and for all. We trust you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Back inside the church, the chaos has calmed a bit after Eustace and Agent Kent left with Johnny. Pastor Jack and Elvira have just been quickly telling everyone with tears about why they both wanted to resign. So I think you can understand how Mayor Elvira and I decided to call a meeting with you and both of us wanting to resign because of the sense of shame about my son Johnny battling with heroin. And me not telling you dear folks about the awful way my husband died before I moved here. I was totally exonerated, but now this Agent Kent, who just doesn't seem to like me very much, is basically out to get me. I just feel I should resign. Well, that's just plain nonsense. I think I could speak for all of us, and I say we love you both. Oh, yes, sir, we sure do. And let's face it, folks, we're all human, and we all have challenges in our lives. Everybody has their issues. If we can't stick together like glue in this church, in this town, then the enemy is going to win. And I can say a hearty amen to that. As you all know, 
I know hell is real, and the warfare is real. If it wasn't for this town, I would be in hell right now. We've got to pray for each other. United we stand, divided we fall. So what do the rest of you say? Elvira, you know we are behind you 100% of the time, honey. And you just hang in there. And you too, Pastor Jack. We love you. So don't even think of resigning, and we need to pray. Because the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, thank you. I can't tell you what a relief it is. Amen to that. Thank you, folks. And now let's pray before I go over to the jail to be with Johnny. Pastor Jack, would you mind if I went with you? I think I could counsel Johnny because of my own rescue from hell. Wait, what was that? Just then, there was a rumbling noise and a shaking from the direction of the jail. It was an earthquake. Tune in next month for the next exciting adventure of Christian Car Guy Theater. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy. Don't you just love how great it is that small towns can come together? Small towns are like the backbone of America. And I say we should take shredded cheese off the market. I get it, Danny. Make America great again. (laughs) Funny, Danny. Really funny. Grated cheese. I get it. I get the joke, but it's just kind of cheesy. You know, I do delight in the love of God reflected in true friends who love the real me, not the cheesy masks I wear. Just like the the good folks in River Rock, Danny, since Pastor Jack and Mayor Elvira Merriweather shared their real struggles, they can now be loved for who they really are and not what they were pretending to be. That may sound harsh, but I know what it feels like to be hiding. After my sin, like Adam, I hide. That's the amazing thing about Colossians 3.3. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. (laughs) Jesus' blood has me covered so the shame is gone. I don't need to hide. If I, and I do mean me, Danny, could just get that in my heart, I would take off some of these masks I wear. (laughs) <laughs> Danny, no face value. <laughs> yeah. You know, Danny, I started growing a beard. I didn't like it at first, but then it grew on me. <laughs> See, Danny, what I did though? It grew on me. <laughs> All right, Danny. Say goodbye, Danny. <laughs> See you later, radiator.